0: Coaches, welcome to this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. This episode is sponsored by GameStrap. If you're in need of a sideline replay system, check out GameStrap. They have the fastest sideline replay system on the market. They provide 24-7 support during the season, which separates GameStrap from the rest of the competition. Bottom line, making in-game adjustments equals winning more games. So go check out GameStrap on Twitter, at GameStrap, or On the web at www.gametimestrategy.com. We'd also like to take a moment to mention a new sponsor of the podcast this year, Just Play Solutions. I know most of our audience knows about Just Play and how they can take your game preparation to the next level. From scout cards to players quizzing to install, Just Play provides coaches with football playbook and game planning tools to prepare faster and engage today's student-athlete. Make it a priority to check out Just Play this offseason before your league opponents do. Visit www.justplaysolutions.com, sign up for a demo, and let them know we sent you.
1: guys welcome to this episode of the mesh point podcast today we got bobby jones offensive coordinator at washington and lee university there in virginia coach welcome to the program thanks for having me yeah well coach let's kick this thing off man let's uh, maybe uh you can uh, give us some background on where you're from and where you played and, and, and
2: kind of your coaching journey Certainly. So um, I'm actually from Lynchburg, Virginia, which is in uh, central Virginia. It's actually about an hour south here of Lexington, where WNL is from. I, uh, I went to WNL, um, so I, I'm an alum here, so it's kind of home for me. And I, I graduated in 2014. And, you know, with our, with our academic standards, not too many people come to WNL to kind of get into coaching. But when time came for me to graduate and, and kind of hang up my cleats, so to speak, I, just, I wasn't ready to do that. And I was really fortunate that uh, Ron Prince. Who's uh, was a family friend of mine, was the office coordinator at Rutgers at the time, and he's currently the head coach at Howard, um, was the office coordinator there at Rutgers, and, and he kind of helped me get my foot in the door there with Coach Flood, um, and so I was a, a recruiting assistant, and so that's really just kind of a layman's terms for, uh, I was a grunt, and, and it kind of did anything that I, that they told me to, a little bit of operations, a lot of recruiting, a little bit of coaching, um, but it was great. It was our first year in the Big Ten, um, so it really kind of opened my eyes into college football. and. From there, I was fortunate enough to, to do my GA ship at Springfield College, which, I mean, if you want to talk about a, a place to learn how to coach ball, I mean, there, there's not a better place than Springfield College or kind of its own little cults. And certainly, I uh, was a member of that. I um, was really fortunate to be part of Coach DeLong's last staff there and then Coach Thurston first year there as a coach. Um, when I finished up my second season there, there's a Division II team out in North Dakota, the University of Mary that was transitioning into a flex bone team um and so i i was really fortunate to go be the office coordinator there and play in or excuse me coach in the nsic which is, in my opinion is, is the strongest conference in all of division two football if you haven't had a chance to watch it i certainly do it's for adam thielen's probably played there at minnesota state and Kato. every every week felt like a gauntlet so we certainly had our hands full there and then this past year when coach abel left to go be uh the head coach at Davidson, Coach LaRose here got elevated, uh, and this this place is home for me. My wife is an alum uh, here as well. I uh, couldn't couldn't pass up the opportunity to get back home here. I I love it here, so I'm, I'm very fortunate to be back here.
1: Well, coach, that's quite the journey, man. And and as you're talking, uh, just listening to you, I have known you for a little while too, man. Just just uh, talking uh, with you on Twitter and stuff, and and just to hear some of the people that you're talking, you know, you just mentioned, it's it's like, man, I I know you even more through di- you know other people too, man. Uh, certainly, you, certainly. You mentioned uh, Kyle Flood, man. He he uh, got one of our guys from down here uh, when I was coaching at East Bay there in 2014, Marcus Ford. Marcus, Cole right? Campbell. Yep. I remember, I remember Campbell's. that
2: one, coach. Coach, coach stuff. yeah, way, man. No, he no, man, he knows all
1: about the no, school no, at, man. man. Yeah, so Certainly. it's cool to hear – I love those guys, man, so it's, it's cool to hear their names. And and uh, old Springfield College, man, uh, Jeff Gordon and uh, those, and Greg Webster and those guys, man. Absolutely, absolutely,
2: absolutely. So you, absolutely.
1: You, you know some good people, man, that's for sure, you know. No
2: question. No question.
1: Coach, uh, speaking of those guys, can you maybe give me a mentor or coach uh, that you leaned on early in your career?
2: Certainly and I think like most coaches kind of there there have been several guys there and, and I'm no exception to that and I've been really really lucky that I, I, I think I've learned from some great people and that's really helped me in my career. Um, I mean so Coach Abel um, when I mean he was the head high school of our high school rival team he was the head coach there so I've, I've played against him for a long time he actually recruited me to Nell, and I played for him for all four years and and guys like Garrett LaRose and, and Gavin Colson, who were both here on staff here at WNL. And the reason I mentioned those three guys together, they were kind of instrumental into developing kind of what we do offensively today, along with, with guys like Vince Munch. But when I when I went to Rutgers, certainly Ron Prince, I never coached with him, but I mean, I, I owe a lot of my career to him and, and kind of giving him my start. But you want to talk about where he really started learning. I mean, I, was, I went to Springfield and I was crazy fortunate to. To be to coach the offensive line with Coach Sarah Slow there, and then in my first year, Coach Conti, uh, who's the offensive coordinator there, there, the Citadel was there, and it, one of the best teachers of option football I've ever been around. And Coach Webster, my second year, and, and certainly he he taught me a lot from a professionalism standpoint. I've, I've never been around somebody that's much more organized and has a clearer focus than Coach Webster. Um, so those are kind of been the major guys in in my life in terms of it, or in my career rather in terms of kind of how I've learned and, and how to hopefully be a professional and, and be a coach and, and been really lucky to be around those guys. Uh, you mentioned Springfield and offensive line, man. Are you an honorary Roach? Uh, no. So I actually, I moved to the halfbacks or the slots or B-backs, or whatever, excuse me, A-backs, or whatever you want to call them, uh, my second year. So I didn't do enough time. to. Uh, to
1: the Roach. <laughs> There's uh, a minimum yeah, requirement, right? <laughs>
2: I made a few edits to the Roach manual, but no, I'm, I'm not an honorary Roach as, as much as it pains me to say.
1: Well, Coach, uh, uh, when you were at uh, Washington and um, Lee as a player, uh, you played offensive line. How has that kind
2: of experience playing offensive line kind of shaped you into the coach that you, uh, you are today? Certainly. I mean, I mean, being, being an offensive lineman, it certainly shapes the way that you view the game uh, and no question, and especially in an option scheme. And so I was coached by Gavin Colleton and uh, and he and, and coach Theroux and coach Abel. And when coach Abel came to WNL, he was an under center option guy. Um, as, as a lot of guys were obviously and in between coach Colleton and, and coach Abel, they kind of morphed this into what we are today as a gun option guy. And I've never been around a better technician and a teacher of technique than coach Colleton. I'm really, really really fortunate in that regard and it's kind of been a surreal experience for me being his quote-unquote peer I uh, never really felt that way on his coaching with him that's for sure but he uh he was he was fantastic in in terms of kind of instilling that that teach of technique that, that perfect kind of combination of passion and technique if he were on this today I'm sure he tell you how poor my first step was and how that hindered my career throughout throughout my four years here but it definitely shaped the way you saw, kind of saw the option, and, and certainly I think most people would agree the, the option is kind of a, a selfless offense. So then you want to talk about that. You, you certainly offensive linemen being those guys first and foremost. Really glad for. It. I'd love to tell you that I played quarterback and, and scored a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> hey man, chicks dig the
1: big guys, man. In the trenches, trust me.
2: <laughs> that's what we that's tell. What always,
1: that's what I always tell the kids, man.
2: <laughs> certainly.
1: Well, hey, coach, uh, before we get into talking, you know, more about scheme and triple option and things like that, that talk about uh, Washington League University, what kind of, for the listeners out there, um, you know, kind of talk about what kind of guys are you looking for? What kind of players do you recruit? And what's so special about Washington League? And I will tell you, I looked at a clinic uh, slide, and I was like, oh, my God, I don't think we have one kid in a, on our team that meets that requirement. <laughs> I'm kind
2: have one. That kind of, I mean, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. First and foremost, we, we always kind of have to start with as academics. So it, it's, a, it's a blessing, certainly, and we, we get to work with some of the best young minds out in the country and, and some of the most motivated guys out there. But I mean, right now, our our committed football class for the incoming 2019 class Our guys are averaging a 33 ACT and about a 1500 SAT. So you're looking for, for certainly kind of students at the top of their class, um, guys that are they're that really, really involved in their school and in leadership aspects. And, and while that can, I mean, that can be daunting, certainly, and the recruits kind of, it kind of cuts, a lot of the nation off right there when you kind of have those standards. But once you get them to campus, I mean, they're, they're a joy to work with, and they're obviously pretty bright guys. And they made a mistake when they let me in, but the guys I work with today, I mean, they're, they're fantastic, and they're able to make adjustments kind of on the fly. Um, for instance, our, our tight end this year, who I coached, his name was Reed Ostrom, I mean, he, he saw the game as well as any coach on the field I've been around. He was able to make in-game adjustments really, really well, Really, really sharp guy, hopefully going to law school school here shortly. So it's, it's, it's certainly a privilege to be a, kind of a small stop on those guys' lives. We you know they're on to the bigger and better things, certainly.
1: Oh, man, that's awesome. <clears throat> Coach, let's talk now about um, uh, triple option. And, and, and um, you know, Washington and Lee, you mentioned uh, when Coach Abel first got there, he was an under center option guy and everything. Um, uh, going back to Coach Abel, how has option football evolved uh, over the years. And and just to piggyback off that too, me and you just uh, through conversation on Twitter over the years, you mentioned Lou Conte with Citadel, his own option was something, you know, me and you were talk, kind of talking about and I was trying to learn it, um, you know, a couple of years ago, you know, that's, that's been a hot con- uh, concept and the
2: kind of how has it evolved? Certainly, no question. So, Coach Abel, when he was a head high school coach, and we played him, I mean, goodness gracious, there they couldn't have been much more talented. They were, they were a dynamic team, and you, you had on top of that Coach Abel's mastery of calling an offense. I mean, they were, they were lethal. Um, so he he became the offense coordinator here in 2008 and head coach in 2012. Um, and when he came, their first year there, we were an under center option team, and. and Kind of Going back to some of those academic standards we were talking about, it at, at times it didn't always blend itself to the scheme necessarily. And so Coach Abel and Coach Carlton and Coach the Rose together kind of formulated what we are now. And uh it started in a kind of a traditional two-back set, and then we got into a a, a traditional flex bone set, um, but just out of the shotgun. And in the first couple of years, once it really started getting rolling and kind of started rolling in 2010, I mean. There was only four concepts that we really use, And you talk about a lot of the, kind of the great option minds out there, right? Guys like Coach Conti and Coach Sarasulo and obviously Paul Johnson and Coach monk and all those guys. They'll tell you all the time that all, all you need is, is three or four concepts and just do them really well, a lot of different looks. And when we ran a lot of triple, a lot of jet sweep, which is kind of akin to an under center toss. Um, and a couple other variations of plays like that, but that's all we really needed. And, and then teams kind of obviously started to adjust and within our conference teams that were playing each year. And, and the offense has kind of evolved from there. And, and the biggest kind of difference between us and a lot of option teams, I would say, is our willingness to go unbalanced. Um, we're, we have a tight end on the field probably 90% of the time, some kind of three-man surface side. Um, Springfield certainly does a lot of that too. They they do a fantastic job, Coach Webster and Coach Thurston, with out formation guys. And, Finding where you're weak and finding the numbers advantages, um, but certainly we we strive to do that a lot as well, and and that's kind of how it's evolved. And, and especially here, we we have a roster limit of about eighty five guys. So when you only have that many guys, you kind of got to to the team each other and find your identity based on your personnel. And right now we have a fantastic what we call O back or what most traditional guys would call fullback, and and he's he's pretty special, and he's. Sixth all-time in our all-time rushing list right now as a sophomore. Um, he broke a 25-year-old record his freshman year. So, find ways to get him more involved. And then this year, as we found out, teams want to take that guy away because defensive coordinators are smart too. And so, learning how to adjust that and, and make some, uh, some scheme adjustments and, and the course, still remains the same. Okay.
1: okay. Coach, uh, can you bring me up to speed on some of the records o- over the year? I've heard, I've heard um, you know, the offense – under Coach Abel, man, they broke all kind of records, um, and I'm, I'm just uh, learning about your university.
2: Um, you know, this this is a record-breaking offense that you guys are in right now, right? Certainly, and 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 the I mean the numbers that he's put up there, Davidson, along with guys like like Coach Munch and, and Coach Eisenhower, who who played for him or worked for him here at WL or speak for themselves as well. And it, it's pretty cool for us, um, obviously being really close with those guys and that staff to see kind of the offense achieve at a higher level, at the FCS level. And there are a lot of people out there that said it wouldn't, um, which I think every option coach has heard at some point. Um, but we've, we've been really fortunate since it started going. And, and I think if you ask Coach Abel or certainly Coach Rose, our head coach now, they they it, it attributed to the players that we've had. We've been really lucky to, to have some, some really, really talented guys and some really talented coaches here um, one, once it gets rolling, it's, it's it's pretty nice, and I think what separates us a little bit is, especially in the early goings of the scheme. Once it really started humming, and, and Coach Abel and Coach Carlton and those guys really started able to get it going. Uh, teams defended us like you would an under center option team, uh, which doesn't necessarily lend itself to defending US very well, in my opinion. Um, and so I think that they, Coach Abel and Coach Bunch and Coach Carlton and Coach LaRose and those guys were able really able to. Exploit that and, and find some holes in that, and, and, and find some, some defensive players in real Once it gets going, it's pretty nice, and, and just sitting back and, and pulling the triggers of the thing. And but again, all the all the credit certainly goes to the players. They, they work really hard. We're really fortunate, and you have to be a really smart football player to play in this offense and be able to adjust. Um, and especially when the defense, like we we prepare all week for odd, and that's not what we get. And the guys have got to be able to adjust them on the fly, so certainly we owe a lot to those guys, and, and they, they do a fantastic job, of course.
1: Yeah, that's one of the questions I have here, down is, uh, you know, talk a little bit about how you were defending maybe last year. You know, uh, were there any consistent looks you got? And maybe talk about one of the crazier looks you got this year and, and kind of how you attacked it. And we we were talking to Kevin Chisholm the other day and uh, on the podcast, and he said their staff wrote down before the game started uh, what front they thought they were going to get. And he said eight times that season, they were all wrong. Because, <laughs> like you <laughs> said, you never know what the heck you're going to get, man.
2: So the way you practice is you got to prepare for it all, right? I mean, kind of the best you certainly. can. So, certainly. So we're, I think that every, every option coach goes into the first snap, their first call, a little apprehensive about what they're going to get. But we we saw it was interesting this year. We we saw a bunch of looks that we had never seen before as a team. Certainly, courtiers are smart and they see something that works and they try and mimic it with their own little twists um but so we saw a lot of different stuff this year we only played nine games this year because the hurricane of our games But we did the same thing and we were uh, we were one for eight on getting the look right um so we we certainly and in teams that we've played for eight or nine straight years even were giving us different stuff which is certainly a tribute to kind of the guys that came before us and what they were uh what they were able to do um uh sorry about that coach are you, are you okay coach um, one of the kind of the, even starting from uh, from week one, we we saw something we hadn't seen before. It was from Dickinson College, Coach Ford who who is a, a Springfield guy as well. They're everywhere, but uh, kind of a, it was essentially a goal line defense. I mean, it was a it was a six three from the onset, and, and they they did a really good job of trying to pinch everything and then scrape their mic over the top, and and so safeties were about seven seven to eight yards, and and they did a good job, and, and certainly some other teams within our conference, uh, essentially not playing a bare defense on the on the players or the offensive linemen like you traditionally see, but essentially playing a bare defense of the gaps. So just cu- having a player in every gap on the line of scrimmage to try and flatten everything out and, and try and create a little bit of uh, penetration, which certainly to any offense is, is kind of the death of it. Um, we certainly grew grew this year um, as an offensive staff. We had to kind of learn and do some things differently that we never have. For instance, we kind of did a, a pin and pull jet sweep series this year that we'd never done before. And that was pretty good to us and learned to adapt. But I mean, I think coach Saban was talking about it just a couple weeks ago. I mean, it's not always necessarily about the play calls it's about the players and it's, it's about putting the, your players in the best position to succeed. And certainly we're talking about that, that young man who uh, set a bunch of records for us, finding ways to get him the ball in space. And certainly some of our, our slots getting them in space. But I think the, biggest thing we learned this year is, is for nine straight years we were able to dictate who had the ball. We were able to dictate who who we were going to assert ourselves with that this week. And I think this year we kind of learned that there are times, especially as, as defense get more involved and, and defend us better and have more adjustments, that we've just got to be willing with whatever, whatever kind of their defense is predicated on, being willing to let the person that puts that player in conflict make the plays, whether it be the A-backs, the quarterback, or, or the B-back, whoever that might be. And, and so that was, that was a good lesson for us. And, and we learned that slowly at times as coaches and didn't always put the kids in great scenarios this year. But they certainly bounced back and overcame us at, at times. And, and I think that towards the end there, we were, we were doing some really good stuff and really, really, really excited about next year. I think we're going to do some, some some adjustments. And having learned what we learned this year, uh, I'm, I'm excited for fall camp to get going.
1: Okay. Well, Coach, let's talk about the big boys, the offensive line. <laughs> We're really interested in how you guys are, you know, teaching your blocking schemes up front with those guys, you know, within the triple option. Um, you know, how how maybe would it compare
2: to what, you know, guys are doing with, with, with a flex bone? I think what it would kind of – and I, I say this in trying to be humble. I, I don't mean to put our our, our stuff on a pedestal. Really, the, the, only, the only people that are really doing it the way that we are are us and Davidson, where Coach Abel and Coach Munch and Coach Austin Eisenhofer are. Uh, it, it's a little bit um, – if you've ever seen New Mexico State a couple of years ago, uh, it's a little bit like them and your traditional Georgia Tech, uh, Army, Navy teams combined. Um, on, on the backside, it is a straight man scheme for almost all of our plays unless it's some kind of outside sweep play. Um, but on the front side, it's it's closest to zone, um, but we we get a little offended when we hear that we we don't necessarily <laughs> consider it zone. Um, so do all flexbone guys. So hey, <laughs> yeah, of, course, of course, right? Of course, of course. Uh, just, just like when you hear the the TV commentators and the quarterback fakes it and the quarterback sweep and all that good stuff on it's over. Yeah. I tell you,
1: uh, uh, Jeff Gordon there with Springfield, every time we talk zone option, boy, he gets fired up, man, I tell you. And they, and
2: they, they have it rolling, and, and that kind of started with Coach Conte, and then Coach Webster is really taking it to another level there, and they, they've, they've done a great job with it. I mean, they lost. you don't find many teams that lose their top three quarterbacks and then are able to have some of the success they did this year uh, with Hunter Belzer running in a converted slot. So they, they did a great job, and then Coach Webster calls a great game, and they, they get it rolling pretty good.
1: That's awesome, Coach. Talk to me a little bit about uh, spring ball, and you know, if maybe there's a coach that wants to connect and 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 see what you guys are come see, you know, give you a vision, see what you guys are doing. Is that possible?
2: Absolutely. So we're we're certainly open to it. I, I think that uh, any any option coach is, is always a little bit uh, scared to kind of give away the, the the family secrets, if you will. But our our spring ball is a little different. We're on trimesters here at WL, so. Our spring ball doesn't actually start until May. Um, and a lot of our guys go abroad. So about 65% of our roster will go abroad during their four years. So it can be tough at times uh, to make sure you can run a, a full practice. But really the, the experience those guys get is, is great. But, yeah, we're, we're absolutely open. We, we have a team camp as well that we invite teams to. And, and if anybody out there is interested in what we're doing, we, we offer an extra day that, that we as our, our coaching staff will – just work with you guys and we'll go into film room with you and run our drills and we'll coach the position that day. And it's a three-day team camp with that option to be a fourth day. And that's, that's open to anybody as well. Um, but, yeah, we're we're always open to kind of to teach what we know and uh, anything like that. Well,
1: Coach, I, I really appreciate you coming on with us. And, um, you know, we we didn't go long with it, and and, and uh, I know you got a bas- <laughs> you got a basketball game you got to uh, get back to man, and but I, w- I just want to thank you for coming on and um, and talking with us a little bit, and uh, I really appreciate it.
2: Absolutely, and thanks for having me on. I mean that's that's what the off season's for, right? To talk football and wish it was football season. That's it. All right,
1: coach. Here we go. We're signing out.
3: That's gonna wrap this episode of the Mesh Point Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Again, you can download our podcasts. At Apple iTunes. You can go on a rate us if you think we're any good and maybe leave us some comments about some things you'd like to hear in future episodes. Also, you can download it on the new Google Podcast uh, application and on Stitcher. Again, I'm Matt McCloud. You can reach me on Twitter at RunTheTriple. Again, that's at RunTheTriple on Twitter. Our MeshPoint podcast has its own Twitter page, and that's at The MeshPoint. Again, on Twitter, at The Mesh Point. You can also find me on flexbonenation.com. I run an option blog there. We also have a forum where you can connect with coaches across the country. And I've just added a new uh, section entitled Podcast where you can download future episodes. All right, Tony, I want you let everybody know how they can get you on social media.
1: All right, guys. Go to Three Face Football on Twitter at Three Face Football, and uh, you'll you'll be able to follow my account. And um, the cool thing about it is, is, every Monday we do something called Mesh Point Monday, and basically I'll post out four questions concerning a triple option topic. And it's a great opportunity for coaches all around uh, the country and uh, to to get together and network and and uh, get to know each other. And you know, we'll talk about some kind of triple option topic. So catch uh, catch that every Monday, eight o'clock Eastern. And uh, what you wanna do is search the hashtag MeshPoint to see everybody's responses uh, to, to the four questions. Uh, like I said, great, great way to uh, build our networks and, and, and learn some things. It's like an ongoing webinar on Twitter, so it's real cool. Also check out the website, threefacefootball.net. Uh, we've got some cool gear, like Fear the Veer, you'll see in the background here. Uh, Fear the Veer stuff, uh, MeshPoint gear, and, and other things like that. So uh, go check out that website as well.